Goodbye. This is your intro uncle. Today we're going to talk about the things, uh, the food I've eaten in my life. You know, this is going to be a thrilling one. Uh, we'll start off with Blast of the Past. I actually don't like apple juice anymore. And you know, I think like, well, what's wrong with apple juice? Well, if you drank uh, liters and liters of it when you were a kid, leading to you know the absolute rot out of your teeth. Yeah, you might have something to say about that as you grow it older. Uh, the things I don't like eating are peanut butter or cheese whiz on celery with raisins. Ants on the lock. Very bizarre thing, and I found it bizarre as a kid and I still find it bizarre now you know for me the things don't really mesh flavor wise but you know what do I know I used to chew carrots and kind of like squeeze the juice strain the juice out of them in my mouth as a kid so weirdo like that I do like eating chicken wings though right and not just the fried ones you get at the bar everywhere now and they, they cost a fortune now right like in the 80s, probably in the 70s too, but you know, this is what my, my mom was telling me that, you know, chicken wings used to be things butchers just threw out, like they just threw up bags of it, like in the trash. Right? Like, you know, no one really knew what to do with it. So, in immigrant families, not having a lot of money, you know, being used for minimum wage and whatnot, and they would take whatever they could get, you know. So it wasn't just chicken wings, it was like organ meat, bones, you know, you could use it to cook soup. Now everyone's figured that stuff out, and all that stuff costs way more than just buying regular, you know, meat, muscle meat. Right? But in the 80s, I grew up eating soya chicken wings. So chicken wings braised in a soya-based sauce. And I, you know, I as a kid, I hated vegetables. Like, a, not every kid, you know, like my, uh, my nephew, who's a weirdo, he liked eating vegetables. Well, we'll talk about him in our episode. There's the celery, rice, and soy wings. The greatest meal of life. You know, nowadays, you know, it's pretty expensive. It's kind of hard to eat it, you know, regularly. It's more of a special treat. Uh, other Asian things, delightful. Dim sum is great. Dantat, the egg tarts, right? The Hong Kong style ones, right? The Portuguese style ones where they caramelize the tops are... They're okay, but I, I grew up with the Hong Kong style ones where, you know, it's just the yellow top, un, uncaramelized, right? Teach their own. The almond cookies, unless you have an allergy to gluten or almond, and or almonds, right? They're fantastic, but bad, do they create a mess? So just changing tracks, um, just in the past, still, so, like my mom said, uh, my old man... The bro and I used to cook a lot of salsa when we lived together in an apartment. I don't remember this, but that's what my mom said. Uh, on to Canadian food. Canadian foods. So it's not that Canadians don't have uh, their own cuisine. Right? Some, you know, growing up in it, you don't re- sometimes you don't realize it's just like, it's like, oh, the, this is Canadian. It's just like, it's just something you always have. Things like poutine, you know, one of the better things that come out of Quebec. The Nana Bars, which come from BC. Clamato, which I believe uh, is one of those things that's probably, uh, the origin is disputed. But I believe it was a, someone in Calgary who came up with this. Same with ginger beef. 
uh, green onion cake. Green onion cake is probably nothing um, unique. You know, it's fried dough. You know, it's dough mixed in with green onions and fried up like a pancake. It's delicious, right? And uh, white people love it. But uh, I think it was popularized by someone here in Edmonton. Halifax-style donairs, which are different than donair kebabs, which are uh, commonly found in Western Europe. I've been told, um, I know in Germany it's, they're big, uh, brought in by Turkish immigrants. And in Sweden, they're also very big. And uh, according to a Swedish clanmate, the most important thing is actually finding a place that has the best sauce. And I believe um, theirs would be a more of a garlic-based sauce. That's the difference between, I think, the Euro style. I'm just doing this generally. I'm probably messing this up, but the... Canada, we have called the Halifax style donors, which uses a sweet sauce, a sweet, you know, a sweeter yogurt-based sauce, which some people would find disgusting. Edmonton kind of riffed on that a little bit. Oh no, is it Edmonton has a sweet base? I'm messing this up. I'm gonna say Edmonton has the sweet, you know, the sweet sauce, and Halifax has more like garlicky sauce. But again, that's still different than what's probably made traditionally around the Mediterranean basin and you know, imported into Europe. And marble cheese. And if you never had marble cheese, it's uh, just kind of two cheeses of different colors, like, uh, mixed together, like a colored cheddar, and I believe, I'm going to mess this up again, but it's just two different types of cheese mixed together. It looks odd if you've never had it before, which includes some, a couple of Arab guys I met when I was in Montreal at a hostel, because I was making uh, a cheese bit, you know, like a cheese melt on a, on a bagel, Montreal's uh, bagel, which I find, I think are the best bagels. I've never been to New York, right? So, you know, I may be out to lunch here, but in Canada, in front of all the bagels I've ever had, Montreal bagels are the best, you know, because they finish them in a smoke, you know, a wood smoke oven. You know, they have to get a special <laughs> license uh, dispensation from the city to continue using wood-based ovens for that unique, unique flavor, right? The ones out west here are just kind of like chewy, you know, wheat-based float uh, flour tires are gross. Uh, so fruit, you know, we we're lucky nowadays, you know, there's we can get in fruit from across the world, you know. Sometimes it costs a lot, like you know, there's fruit imported from Vietnam, you know, which be pennies to the pound in Vietnam which costs like several dollars per pound here, right? And pe Vietnamese people still buy them because, you know, they're remembering flavors at home. And then they'll complain about it, you know, oh, you know, oh, they picked this green. It wasn't ripe. Oh, it's never going to ripen here. And they'll still buy it, right? But, you know, it's always try the best, you know, to eat local. But, you know, so you still get fleeced because people always want to make some money, right? But, uh, you know, Store-bought fruit doesn't hold a candle to fruit you nick off someone's tree. Remember a time, uh, you know, on the bike route I took to junior high school, someone's raspberry bush kind of extended past their, their fence into the alley. So, you know, I wouldn't get too many, too many raspberries, but, you know, the few I got did taste very delicious. Because they were taken from someone else's bush. 
<laughs> random fact, mooncakes can spoil. You think something that is made with a lot of fat, you know, has generally a low water content, shouldn't spoil. But when I had in the last couple of years, you know, I couldn't get around to because they're very dense. They're very heavy. Uh, like you eat a quarter of it. Like that's pretty much like, you know, half a meal right there. Right? And so I was going to get around to it, but then I found it, it spoiled in the bag. Speaking of treats, I used to like me like Mr. Big Candy Bars. And I like work in like the school little um little store. Like, you know, kids would pop in, drop some quarters for candy bars and pop and stuff like that. And you know, I you know, I was making I was, I think I literally made like a dollar an hour. Like a dollar every time for the hour I worked in there. And I spent on buying Mr. Big. And I, you know, tried when I was an adult, I'm like, why did I ever like this? Right, the wafer thing in the thing—it's just soggy. Anyways, so Kid John and Adult John have some disagreements on what's good tasting, but what's not bad tasting, what's actually is good tasting, is having fudgios for coffee in the morning. Because as an adult, I can eat whatever the hell I want. As a single adult, <laughs> with no one depending on me, I can eat whatever the hell I want, which has included ice cream sandwiches for breakfast. Uh, so this is gonna jumping all over the place. So, you know, fast food, uh, you know, it's fast. Whether it's food or not, debatable. Especially Taco Bell, right? Uh, their meat, quote unquote, sometimes doesn't feel like meat. Like the, uh, sometimes it feels like a slurry. I've been told it has some oatmeal in it, which really explains some things, because, um. I actually had it recently, like in a couple weeks ago, and I didn't wasn't devastated. So maybe they changed things up. But like twenty years ago, uh, when I was in university, you know, anytime I talk about like an guaranteed an hour later, I'd be running for the washroom, shitting my brains out. And uh, oh no, this was even longer. It was like twenty five years ago. But it was for we were getting re- you know getting ready to enter a hall to do an exam, and the guys. Uh, even first year you know he was a big guy too but you know he got some taco bell i don't know how much he had but you know he had a leftover chicken taco and he says you know hey john you know you mind finishing this off i'm like no 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 i i don't want to interrupt you know when we're doing this you know critical exam i think it was critical because i was like on the bubble whether i was going to fail and he's just like no like i i'm it's either you eat it or i'm gonna throw it in the trash right and i was brought up like a lot of people not to waste food i'm like okay fine thank you very much for the food right so i you know, i wolfed it down so you know the hour the exam is two hours right and guaranteed halfway through the exam it hit me first one sharp pain and it kind of was like you know like, stay away you know we're in the middle of the exam then it was two sharp pains i was like fuck Right, I was like, maybe we can power through this. Then three, and then more, and then just felt like someone just shoved a serrated knife into my guts. You know, so up the hand went, right? And, you know, I'm pretty sure it was kind of shaky and the proctor came over. It's like, you know, like... It's like, you know, what you need something. It's like, I need to go to the washroom. I'm pretty sure it croaked because, you know, it's it's me. So I 
kind of st stumbled, you know, with the proctor in tow to make sure I wasn't cheating, right? As I shook my brains out. And I'm pretty sure the proctor regretted everything in their life up to that point as I shit myself. But I didn't shit my pants. And I passed the course. So all's well that ends well. Uh, so on different notes, well, actual real fit. So uh, one of my first um, auditing jobs, I was doing an internal quality audit. And our guy said, he's eating in Philly. So it's like, you know, okay, well, I'm going to take you some, a good place for supper. Right. And it was at an East Indian restaurant. Right. And I really like East Indian food. You know, and, and there's huge varieties, right? Because India is a huge country, you know, and incredible history, depth of culture, you know, obviously to rival China. So, you know, one of the origins of uh, modern, you know, human civilization. But so the variety of food, you know, uh, you know the Basmati's rice is great. Naan. The samosas, which Dennis hates, right? And of course, the multitudes of curry. And also grilled meat. Um, tandoori chicken, right? If place does it right. Uh, last time I was at Kazana, downtown Edmonton. Right? That was a few years ago before COVID hit. Man, they make a really good tandoori chicken. Also, they make, uh, they give you unlimited, unsweetened chai. I find a lot of places make chai like they dump like a bag of sugar into each cup pretty much. So, but with uh, a Kazana, it's unsweetened. You know, the the spices are not overpowering, right? Delicious chai. In any case, so this place we went to in Saskatoon, you know, it, they brought out, you know, little copper pots with all the various curries. And I thought, well, that's not going to be enough for like, you know, the three of us, right? And like we ordered like I think five dishes along with um, you know rice and naan and it's like, and boy I was wrong like, I was like I was tasked cleanup duty which I generally have done in the past, which has probably led to the shape I am now, and it was just like I I think that was a snake that was quite a bit right, and uh, you know you know, thanked each other then you know, we went our separate ways to the you know. Me and the other auditor went back to the hotel, and the other our guide went back to his home. And you know, I, I was like, I was excited because the hotel had a pool, so I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, gonna, you know, play around in the pool, right? You know, maybe ride down the slide like a kid. And you know, it's like about fifteen, thirty, you know, about fifteen minutes. I was like, you know, I, I better get out of here because I'm gonna fall asleep, I think, in the pool and drown. So you know, I got got out of there, got took a shower, lay down in the bed, and I passed out. It was, I think, like seven o'clock, and then you know, it was like the first day of our audit. And when I met up with the the other two fellows, right? And I told them, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know what was in that curry, but it knocked me right out. And the other, I was, yeah, like I literally, like I took off my shoes, I laid down on the bed, and I then I woke up. It was like six, right? And even the gentleman, he, the senior gentleman, who took us, I was like, yeah, like I think like I had another cup of tea or something, right? And I sat, you know, the night I was like, I was too tired. I went down to bed and my wife couldn't wake me up. I slept like the dead. So the, I don't know if it was that place. Cause I'm trying to think now how many, t you know, various times I've had Indian. And I don't know if it's cause we had too much or if it was just that place, but that curry had a very strong sedative effect. Uh, 
just a couple more random things here. So if you're ever eating like actual like chilies or like sambal, which is just smushed up chilies uh, with vinegar, and sambal olek, don't cough or sneeze while you have it, like while you're partially swallowing or have it in your mouth. Because you might get a seed in uh, a nasal cavity. And boy, does that hurt like a mother trucker. Right? That's even worse than like when you cough up on a chewed grain of rice and then it gets stuck in there because it just feels weird, right? Because those seeds still have oil and boy, do they burn. And it takes a while to get them out. Continuing on the path of pain. So made the mistake of, you know, grabbing a popsicle from like a Max or something. Max is out closed now. They're all Circle K's now, I believe. And, you know, rather than, you know, waiting to kind of, you know, let it warm up a little bit, let it start melting a little bit, I just jammed the whole mother-loving thing into my mouth. And if you ever licked a pole, you know, a metal pole in the middle of winter, you know what happened, right? And rather than waiting for it to, you know, slowly freeze, because it's starting to hurt because of the cold, I ripped the thing out of my mouth. And I noticed, hey, I think is that a layer of skin on the pop outside the popsicle? And then the bleeding started. So I bled for ten minutes, right, till everything you know clotted up and whatnot. And I didn't let that popsicle go to waste. I had it right after. It helped with the pain. I'm such a genius. So it's a couple of uh, things coming coming from Dennis. Well, the first one is we were over at Dennis's place for a board game night and one of the guys uh, he invited over I can't remember how we got talking about uh, this, but we were talking about rice and how his buddy's like I think it was uh, Latino he's just like, one of the greatest things ever it's like eating Worcestershire sauce with rice and everyone just kind of staring at him, like, yeah, it's freaking delicious right? And like you know, and Dennis agreed. It's like same with mustard, right? I have tried mustard and rice, right? And remember, Dennis is wife is Chinese, right? And she looked at him funny, right? And said, "This it's like that's disgusting, right?" And this is no. And Dennis can cut and chime in here, but I tried it a couple different ways, and I did not find it enjoyable, right? Maybe we're uncultured, right? Yeah, maybe Dan says the right of it. But something I just kind of realized today is that, you know, I've, I'm a coffee drinker, right? Coffee, tea, whatnot. And, you know, I've had decent cups of coffee, you know, and not just like coffee, like espresso, espresso drinks from whatever. And sometimes it's just, you know, just fuel to just kind of stay awake to just do work. You know, this usually... Like the coffee at work is like, it gets Starbucks I run for its money for how burnt it tastes. That's, and just kind of came to the realization is that, you know, that, you know, the best kind of cups of coffee, right? The ones with your friends. I found anyways. This contrasts to my old man. He said he had the best cup of coffee in the lac in Vietnam. I mean, he will never have anything better than that. And it's ruined coffee for him forever. But really... You know, even for, you know, I had, uh, you know, breakfast with beers. You know, he doesn't drink coffee. He doesn't take any caffeine in whatsoever. Right? And, you know, just being, you know, with your buddies and having that cup of coffee is fantastic. Like, time I kind of crashed at Dennis's place, right? He's got this 
uh, awesome machine. I've been thinking about getting one for a while. It has its it self grinds the coffee. Like you know, I, I have like a burr grinder, and you know, usually I half ass it, and usually I still have like big chunks, and I I pour it into my uh, my filter thing. You know, but then it's a machine. You know, it's always perfect grind, right? Brews a nice cup of coffee, and you, you know, it bakes pretty good coffee too. Kicking horse. Don't get the pre-ground stuff. Pre-ground stuff uh, oxidizes quickly, even when it's in the bag. Even like it's fresh in the bag. I bought a pre-ground bag. It wasn't good. But the beans, like the unground beans, that's that's the shit. But yeah, you know, having, but yeah, having the cup of coffee with your friends with Beardsley and Dennis, right? And it's just something else. makes you grateful for being alive and having good friends like that but anyways thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you later